0: Mike Young, another episode of Stories That Need To Be Told, heading up to the Comedy Store as we speak, about to do a little podcasting from the car, that's right, we park and we talk, we'll see who we got. This week, Sebastian Maniscalco, one of the best comedians in the game and an old friend. And right now, this podcast is being brought to you by Mac Weldon. Get your, get your underwear, get your socks, get your tees, get your hoodies, get your shirts, It's incredibly comfortable. You could do it all in Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon, they do it all. Promo code YOUNG. Get yourself 20% off at macweldon.com. And away we go. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta get it done. No time for fun now. Take me back. Mike Young, stories that need to be told, first podcast from a car. We are car
1: casting. We are car casting. Just to set the tone here, we are at the comedy store. Yep. In your car. Yep. In the parking lot, which I think this has got to be the first time anybody has done a cast from the comedy store parking lot.
0: I'm breaking new ground on, ground. on, on every level. And I'm sitting in the car in my four-door Accord in the back of the comedy store right now watching random people go through with Sebastian Maniscalco in
1: my passenger seat. Seb- and this is so unplanned. This was literally, um, I saw Mike here at the comedy store, and before I went on stage, he goes, I know you normally bolt out of here, but we're doing doing my podcast in the car. And I said, yeah, no problem. So this is so impromptu. Right now, I'd probably be at home having a glass of wine with my wife. <laughs> but...
0: Sebastian <laughs> loves to leave right away, and we've known each other now 16, 17 years. Yeah. Solid. Solid. And you have never changed a bit, and your favorite thing is to get off stage, not talk to a single human being, get in your car, and go home. It and never just... used
1: to be that way, though, and you know that. I mean, when you were here hanging out on a regular with Brad and Steve Byrne, we all hung out, like, in the front, or we all would go out to a bar or whatever. But it's a new new time. Those guys, you know, it's rare that we're all here together. Absolutely. But, but my point is
0: we did do some great socializing. We hung in the front many times. Yeah. We went out a few times. But your natural nature is, is to, to escape. Us- <laughs>
1: your nature is to fully escape yeah full fully uh, pull a houdini and get the hell out of here i just don't i mean i like the guys here don't get me wrong but to be honest with you i don't hang out with a lot of comedians you're like one of the only guys i I really communicate with and uh it's cool to hang out for a little bit but i mean to be honest i want to go home i want to relax you're I'm a, a homebody. I'm yo. a homebody. I'm a cancer. I'm a crab. I, I like <laughs> the house. Is that what a cancer is? They go home and they, they yeah. like to nest up? Yeah, loners and uh, homebodies. Really? I love the house. As soon as you take me out of the house, I'm lost.
0: <laughs> it's so funny because we've done the road together. We've hung out at the Comedy Store a thousand times, and even in your most social moments, as social as you wanted to get, Mm -hmm. you were always looking for home.
1: Always looking. Even when we went on the road, uh, it would be in Arizona or wherever the hell we were at, I was always looking for the room key. And (laughs) I got to tell you, and and to the listeners, and I don't know how far, I know you've done 11 of these, I don't know if this has come up, This is freshly kind of new, but go ahead. Okay, well, I don't know if this has come up, but uh, Mike Young is piped into um, the Hollywood community. You know the hot spots, and you mentioned a place tonight that you're probably going to go called Warwick. Yeah, I'll probably go out tonight. You'll probably go out after this. Now, I find it fascinating. We've known each other for 17 years, and I've told you this before off this cast. You have a secret life. Outside of the comedy store, you have like your comedy friends, and then you have like your your social club oh. friends. Yes, and very rarely do I think those two come together. I Is that a is that planned? That's pl- I keep it separate. I've always kept it separate. But what it, I, you never bring that group to the comedy store, nor do you bring the comedy store group to the Warwicks. I've yeah. offered.
0: First of all, I've offered. I've taken Brett to like a club with me before he's so socially fucked up in, in that environment he's just looking to fight and get out you know what I mean so he didn't he doesn't love that environment from the moment we started hanging out I I would do my set I would go to the corner after the comedy store I go over to the corner my boys would pick me up and I would go clubbing I would go out in Hollywood and and hang out with it with a Hollywood set Whereas you wanted to go right home and and that was that was your move so we both are going somewhere right after we get out of here we both want to get the fuck out of here but I have gone, you're right, I've gone and, and done the whole Hollywood I, shit. I,
1: I'm just fascinated that that Hollywood shit hasn't meshed in with any comedy store stuff.
0: There's nothing to mesh because, like, those, my boys, like, I had Kevin Connolly, he was on the podcast two days ago, okay? okay? He came on the podcast, That's the first meshing, it's it's a mesh, he meshed out. So he came on the podcast, and he's somebody that I went to the, you know, we went out socially for years, we've gone out to the clubs. Obviously, I don't want to get into
1: name-dropping, but you know no, what? No. Fuck it. Leo <laughs> is a friend. I've dusted with Leo. We call it we dust. Call it dust. Mike has some uh, friends that are movie stars. and um, So do you, by the way, but you keep it business. Like Vince
0: Vaughn, you were on his tour. You hung out a little bit, but you never went as deep as I did
1: into the world. You're, you're into the world. I've gone deep into the world. So you had Conley on the show. Yeah, so I had Connelly on the show. But let me ask you something. Is Connelly doing uh,
0: a movie? Is he doing the Gotti story? Yeah, he's directing the John Gotti okay, movie. Unless it right falls point. apart, which you never know. But, like, right now he is directing Gotti. Are you up for a role?
1: Who's playing John Gotti? Do we know? Yeah. Travolta. Hey. Travolta's playing Gotti. Wow. Yeah.
0: Have you gotten a call about the Gotti movie at all? No,
1: no, no. I've heard through the grapevine that this was happening. So I had to call. Kind of look, look at them. We're getting stared. We're getting, st- <laughs> getting stared. Yeah, we're about
0: to get moved from the parking guy, but it's not going to happen. He ain't touching us. No, no. Move.
1: Gonna... They're fucking, uh, they're I'm... looking at it. Why, why two guys are holding microphones in the front <laughs> seat of a car? I <laughs> think the FBI is here right now. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, go ahead. God, no, no,
0: they're doing the Gotti movie, so yes, I'm surprised you haven't gotten the call, because Danny A, who is the lead in my new movie, A, said yeah. to me yesterday, Sebastian, he's like, Sebastian, your boy just took, is getting my role in this new movie. And supposedly, I guess they're calling you about some new movie cruise. Oh, I did it. I did you already it. shot it? Yeah, it's done. Yo, this is how Sebastian is. Now, talk about low pro we come from the same type of, like, background as far as, like, stay humble, do your work. You don't need to brag or tell any about it, anyone about it. Mm-hmm. That is exactly how you are, and I, I respect that and I dig that because your work speaks for itself. But I just think it's funny that I talk to you basically three times a week. Where did you shoot this movie yeah. in between the three times <laughs> a week that I talk to you? Not to mention, your wife is texting me like, "Are we coming to your premiere?"
1: Nobody's mentioning that you're off shooting a movie. Where no, did it happen? No need for that. It happened last year, late last year in uh, I want to say November, December, for one week in New York. We shot the movie. I played a like a gangster, and uh, yeah, it was great. It was great. It was one of my first like m- like like I had a role. Yeah, you played a real gangster. I played a, you know, like an integral part
0: in the movie. Yeah, Danny, who's telling me that you took his role, he's the lead of my movie. He's
1: in <laughs> Iceman, Holy Rollers. You've never even seen a movie set. How'd it go? It was great. We, uh, I met the director Rob uh, Siegel in middle of the summer in New York, and he said he was doing this movie. And basically, the movie is about. Um, Kind of cruising up and down. I don't know if you had this in Detroit. Did you guys go up and down like a road with cars and kind of pick up girls? It was before my time, but like my dad's
0: crew. They did that in like the 60s really? and 70s.
1: Yeah, on Woodward Avenue. But I never was a cruiser. Okay. I've never done that. This is, yeah, we used to cruise Harlem Avenue in Chicago, up and down, playing like uh, 80s like uh, dance music.
0: Right, roll your window down,
1: yeah. talk. It was like your American graffiti. yeah. But in the '80s. Okay. So this is what this movie is about, and I play uh, like a like a, a mob guy looking like a drug dealer looking for his uh, his drugs. But uh, I had a blast with it, and and listen, and getting back to the whole uh, don't say nothing about what you're Stay doing. Stay humble. Just I don't I don't need to. I mean, yeah, you're you're a good friend of mine, but I I would never like yeah I don't like to say what I'm doing. It's just it sounds. Right? It sounds like you're bragging, but it does If do- there's something I'm going to invite you to, then, then hey, listen, Mike, you might, you know, you want to come down and check it out or whatever it is, but I'm not going to say, "Hey, Mike, I'm doing a movie and it, if you ask, I'll tell you." But there's a lot of guys around here that were going to give you the resume. And uh, it's not really my style.
0: Yo, guys around the comedy store will brag about shit that's not even happening. Yeah. They're talking about shit as if it happened. You didn't get cast. You didn't get cast. You just got uncast. You but got you're un- acting like you're c- getting cast. <laughs> your shit is over. You didn't get cast. Your movie's out. And you're bragging about the amazing audition you have yeah. you had. But so, but that is
1: Keep it on the DL. That's 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 the way to go. Keep right? it on the yeah, absolutely I mean you did this is what, your third movie? It's my third movie. Your third movie. Nobody you, knows. Nobody knows.
0: <laughs> nobody knows nobody, nobody, I'm up nobody here. knows here. <laughs> I'm handing out flyers up here to my own movie.
1: And everyone's like, what is this? I'm yeah. like, I, I got a movie. Yeah, you shot a movie and nobody knew you were shooting it. Now you're promoting it and people are like stunned. They go home with the flyer and go, what the, when the hell did this happen?
0: What do you, do you think that I should maybe talk more about the movies that I'm doing to people like, do you think I should talk? Because my mom was always like, you don't ever talk about what you're doing, but you should because it's your business. But I grew up like you. It's like, stay humble. Don't tell anybody what you got going on. My dad was scrap metal. He was keeping it secret. You know what I mean? Your dad was hiding cash everything, like my dad. We hide shit. shit. We hide it. So it's in your DNA to hide things. Yeah. But do you think that maybe it's getting to a point where maybe you just start saying, What's like? What's
1: it going to benefit you if you went around here and, and say that you, you did this movie?
0: Nothing other than like because it's a business. I want to just tell people, hey, watch the movie. Like you gotta see my movie because it helps the business of the movie.
1: I think you would be better off advertising that you did a movie on social media rather than telling seven or eight people around here, (laughs) right? Because people know. I mean, I didn't tell you that. um, I didn't tell you I did the movie. The guy told you. My boy told me. People are gonna find out you're doing shit, whether you say it or not. With nowadays, I agree. Right? I agree 100%,
0: and, and that's what I'm sticking with, and I'm, I'm continuing with that philosophy through life. I'm not going to self-promote unless it's like – there's no reason to self-promote. Social media, yeah, I'll do it that way, but yeah, yeah, I've never been a braggart. I've never been somebody that wants to go brag up at the store about – you know, when you were antisocial, there was like a good – before I started going out dusting and clubbing and going crazy – I was the same way. I was just putting my head down. I was dating Rebecca for five years. I put my head down after my show and go home. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And that, I think, is for any listeners out there that want to know how to get shit done, Sebastian would just come up here and handle business, destroy your room, go home, go to sleep. That's Whatever right. you, Go home, see your girl,
1: eat a grapefruit, go to bed. And hey, that works for me. It it's not like it's not like the map of I'm not listening, I'm not promoting this. It's just what I do. But, but I, I mean, think that's a philosophy that people actually should take
0: more note of mm-hmm. because it just it just lends itself oh, wow, to Did you see that go bump right into that wall? Yeah. Hammered, two hot chicks. <laughs> hammered. I'll be talking to them in twelve minutes while you're home I sleeping. I kind of like
1: the car cast. It has like it's almost like a. I think it's a new thing. It's a, <laughs> I
0: think I might have just started a new thing. I just said <laughs> I'm not kidding.
1: Well, I mean, you I could, like you it. Really good, great guests just hanging out at the comments. Hey, would you mind coming in my car? You got the equipment.
0: Equipment's locked in. The four door <laughs> cord's amazingly soundproofed. I know. You know what I mean? The sound in here is amazing it's quality. Amazing absolutely now i gotta i gotta i gotta say this sebastian is one of these guys who and you could go through success you could look at successful history and people who are very successful a lot of them have had visions of where they were going to be in life i was watching real sports the tyson fury thing did you see that that um, heavyweight champ the gypsy the gypsy yeah he's an animal he's a fucking racist he's disgusting but he's a heavyweight champion when he was in third grade fourth grade he wrote a letter and he said i'm going to be heavyweight champion one day and that's where i'm going to be when i met you 16 years ago up here you were handing out little cards of yourself with basically like your modeling photo and you saw this for yourself now you are now selling out theaters around america i've opened for you many times you are crushing it can you say that you that this is what you saw and
1: and, and and you're fulfilling the I prophecy do. that you saw. I, I saw at an early age that this is kind of where I was going to be in life. It, it's not like I, you know, you, you hear people, they write it on a chalkboard or they say, oh, I'm going to whatever, sell out whatever, or I'm going to be on a TV show. I never wrote anything out. I just innately had a feeling that I was going to be in the entertainment business and I was good enough to, to succeed at it, so I, 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 you know, when people ask me, "Oh, is this is surprise," yeah, it's, it's at that times it's surprising, but it, I always knew in the back of my head, I came out here. I didn't leave my family, yep. in Chicago. My friends I've had for my whole life to come out here and fail. So absolutely, that's that's kind of always the attitude I had, and yeah, I was promoting. We talk about not promoting, but when you first start here. Uh, Doing comedy, I I was passing out. I mean, we did, what was the, I think we did the The Young America thing? Yeah, Young America, whatever it was, I would pass out flyers at the end of the show. And those flyers that I was passing out, when you left the club, would be littered. (laughs) <laughs> All over the parking lot, like yeah. people would just throw it away because they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. But here's me. I felt if one or two people saved the flyer, maybe they would tell a friend. Whatever it is, you do anything you possibly can when you first start, you know, getting into this business to to promote yourself. So. Yeah, no. It's uh, there's Neil Brennan.
0: You saw, yo, you saw that there's Neil Brennan, creator of Chappelle. He yeah. just pulled up in a smaller car than mine. It's a fucking hybrid. He's gonna come over here. He, we he have... he's gonna, yo, you can't, you can't <laughs> yo. It's, 10, it's not licensed. <laughs> Neil's got vegetarian cream cheese in his hand right now. <laughs> Healthiest comedian in the game. Oh, skinny God. as shit. Man,
1: is he skinny? Um, just eating veggies. But, I mean, look at, look at look at what's happening here. We got, like, people like that pulling up. It's just, uh, what what a... We're in
0: the middle. It's like classic rock. <laughs> it's like some classic rock shit. Like, we're in the parking lot right now of the comedy store. You don't know who's going to pull up. You don't know. Literally in 11 minutes, Chris Rock might pull up because he's working on his Oscar shit. Mm-hmm. I, totally. think I, I think I might be onto something with this car. Cast, I'm telling you, you <laughs> right in the middle. We got the best spot in the lot. We're looking out. There's Sunset Boulevard. Who knows what's going? No one's going to. You know what I mean? We we got the view right now. Yeah, it's there's uh, uh, there's what's his name doesn't give me a spot on three ooh, ooh. movies deep. This fucking guy with the he's the promoter. I forgot his name. He's a nice guy, but he's <laughs> you know what I mean. It's come on, bro. You don't give me spots. I'm, I'm three movies in. You can't but put me on I'm your saying. fucking he show. He he
1: knows he knows that he don't know that you got fucking three movies. That's what I'm saying.
0: Maybe I should tell somebody like him, hey man, I got three movies. Here's the flyer,
1: <laughs> Yo, Give him I the got, flyer. Go see the fucking posters. They're yeah, everywhere. You got posters all over town. So your premiere is which Tuesday. I'm going to is Tuesday, and then you have a, an after party after that. Right? Yeah,
0: you're gonna dig. You're gonna come to the after party. You don't have to stay long. No, I'm
1: there. My wife and I are coming. Good. And, uh, yeah, we're we got it. We got it. Uh, it's a night. It's a night for us.
0: Good. Good. To get Sebastian. Is your mom coming? Yes. Oh, she is. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, you're gonna hang with my mom. It's gonna oh, be great.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Rob's coming. The family's coming. Everyone's oh, nice, coming. Nice. Nice.
0: You know, I personally, obviously, I I don't get so excited about these things because I just want people to go. That was a funny movie. I want people to enjoy the movie. It is a big accomplishment finishing a movie, doing a movie, selling it. It's great. It's out there. But everyone's like, aren't you excited? Excited is not the word for me because, like, you're probably the same way. Like, I can't just be excited. I I, I want people to enjoy it. And we've done, like, three screenings. People are digging the movie. Obviously, a company bought the movie, so it's something. It's good. But when I watch it, it's like... I could have added three seconds to that scene. I could have fixed. I could have written a better joke in that moment. You know what I mean? So it's kind of tough for me to say. Yeah, I'm just gonna love my premiere. I'm gonna be chewing on a button on my shirt yeah. during the fucking screening. It's
1: funny you mention this because we had this exact same conversation with a couple the other night. We went out to dinner with, and they and the guy, his wife is complaining that uh, he doesn't enjoy his successes because he's in real estate and once he does a big real estate deal, he's looking at the next one or he can't like relish the moment so can you relish these moments or do you are you always critiquing are you always going what's the next thing
0: i think the trick of the whole thing is at least for me and maybe you feel the same way is the moments i love are the actual the writing of the movie, the casting of the movie, the directing while I'm on set, the moments that you're working. I love that. I can relish that. I don't cheer during it. I don't fucking sit there and go, this is amazing. But those are the moments that you love. And then you got to go on to the next. So I think there are moments that you need to, to cherish and enjoy. But as far as like being a cheerleader for yourself, it's just not my style. I'm, you know, like people. have got to be excited about it. I, I don't know what I'm excited about. You were I, excited when, when I wrote process. it. The process. I was ex- I, the process. I love. I was excited when the guys that offered me the movie came and offered me the movie. They were like, "Hey, we're gonna make a movie. Do you have any ideas?" And I was like, "Yes." And then they signed the deal, and I was excited to start writing. I like the process. As most people, if you read any books on directors or writers or anybody, they all kind of feel the same way. I've never read, you read about Woody Allen, he's never like, he doesn't even go to his premieres. He's never even seen Take the Money and Run since 1968. Oh, he doesn't go? He doesn't watch his own shit except for one time. He's on to the next. But it's okay. It's just enjoy the work and then move on. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, no,
1: I don't think either. But I,
0: I do think enjoying the moment is a good thing. You
1: gotta. I mean, first of all, you got your family coming. Absolutely, you got your mother. You got your brother and, your and nephews. And nephews. Yep. So you got to you got to take that all in. You just can't like blow that off. That's that's something that you gotta really soak in. Because yeah, it, I'm gonna love that. Yeah, come on, I mean, this this doesn't happen every day that you have a movie in a theater and then I mean, just it doesn't happen.
0: I know. It doesn't happen.
1: It does not happen. It's like... I mean, when you came out here, did you ever think that you would have three movies under your belt 16 years into this shit? Yo, you know what's so funny? It's just, it's exactly like what you were saying. I
0: used to fucking sit in front of the television as a kid and think to myself, I could write this. Like, I could, I want to write a movie or a TV show. So I did, and I used to always be with the video camera, like running around the house and making like little weird movies. So I did kind of envision something like this, you know. I really, I always saw myself on stage, and I saw myself as a writer. So I did kind of think that I was gonna do something like this, but it's definitely surprising. And I would, you know, I'm just looking forward to maybe. You know taking it to the next level like the indie world is super cool and you have a certain amount of freedom but i would definitely when you go into like those creative battles that i'm going into like with my producers or whatever it'd be nice to be in a studio system where you get paid more money to deal with the battles it's like if you're gonna fight me at least let me make more money while i'm getting beat up
1: you know well i think this is the i mean this is what you have to do to get to that level absolutely it's like you're doing. I mean, it's not like these independent movies are at all to be discounted, but you know, you don't get to do a Star Wars without doing you know, <laughs> right a stand-up guy. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. This is this is the proper process, and I'm now accepting like the long term of it. Like it's just this is a long term thing. Like, listen, you got a new sitcom deal. You're gonna You're about to shoot a pilot. That's going to be amazing. But I know you, and you see yourself doing this basically for the rest of your life. Like you're in it for the, you're in it for the long haul. You didn't come out here like, let me cash out quick, do a quick thing, and, you know, I'll hit it in a couple development deals and see what
1: happens. Your long term mentality. Long term, yeah. you know. I never came out here and gave myself like a five year, ten year plan. It was always like. Yeah, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fail or I'm gonna succeed. So uh, yeah, it's it's all long term. It's all uh, yeah. It, it, I'm I'm here. I mean, like, yeah, people come up to you going, oh, you know, I hope you're gonna still keep doing stand up. I'm like, oh, oh, I fucking hate those motherfuckers. Where, 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 where am I gonna go? Where am I gonna work at United? That's their
0: subconscious hoping that you fail. I'm is not that what kidding. That is? Yeah, that is. Those are haters that you don't recognize. I I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, good luck. Keep you should definitely keep doing this. you yeah, yeah. like you gotta be looking at these people like, Well, yeah, I just sold out a two thousand seat theater seven days in a row. I yeah, think like, I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah,
1: why wouldn't I why would I stop, you know? I I'm not gonna go wanna...
0: open a car wash. Yeah. I think I'm gonna keep up with this. Strange. It's That's the strange human Yeah, you know, but you you know what's interesting is and I know you're like this, you've ne you don't have a hater mentality. You've You've seen people around you be successful. People do. Th- I've never known you to be, other than maybe me and you talking and you being like, this guy got a fucking show? How? Like, yeah. and usually those guys maybe like they have a quick moment and it fades, but. You've never been a hater of the people around you? No, no. You handle your business and you go.
1: People are going to have successes in life, in your profession, whether or not. And Dice Clay taught me this early on when I was opening up for him. He said, listen, the only advice I could really offer you is you're on your own track. You can't compare yourself to anybody else's career path. People are going to get stuff, and you are going to wonder why, when, when when is my turn and your turn is going to come as long as you put the effort in and, and, and keep, keep doing the work. So I kind of took that advice to heart and said, okay, yeah, I might not get a series when I'm 31. I might get it when I'm 42, who knows when it's going to happen, but when it does happen, it's, it's all right. Because it's happening now and you could almost feel it when, Any career you have, your success starts to build, and you almost feel like all the stars are kind of lining up the way they should be for a reason. And you're ready. And you're ready. You're ready. you're ready. I wasn't maybe ready five years ago to do a TV show. I wasn't ready. No.
0: That's why I didn't get it. I think that's so poignant, and I love that Dice gave you that advice because I I remember you opening for Dice for a long time. A long time yeah. and you were the perfect opener for dice, but I remember you coming off the road
1: going, What the fuck is going? What is going on? I'm opening for dice at the Stardust at the Wayne Newton Theater. We're probably gonna go out, have some drinks and girls or whatever the hell. And uh Dice is like, No, we're gonna go back to the house and uh and um you know, I gotta figure out what we're gonna do with the carpeting. I go, <laughs> 'Cause he had a house there. So he was like he was more interested in like remodeling his house than uh, like going out. I go, Dice I thought this was gonna be, you know, like uh he goes, Nah, this is what we do. <laughs> Yo. That is the anti rock and roll life that you thought you were getting into with Dice. Absolutely. Absolutely. At that time <laughs> in his life he was very uh focused on his home and just kind of like you know He's not a social guy either. I think he's more social now, though, than he's ever been. Right? Absolutely. That's funny you said that. Yes. Dice, for when I first met him up here,
0: anti social, sunglasses, didn't ever talk to me. I was kind of intimidated because I was. Everybody. uh, He was like a hero to me. Like, I looked at Dice, like, that's, oh my God. But yes, something happened over the last couple of years where he's kind of gotten a little more social and, like, he's cool. Like talking to you, and yeah. he'll start conversations. And he's an inter- he Listen, I could see you. I mean, I could see why he's a guy you look up to because he's somebody. He's just got a different work ethic. Like he, he just he just has a clear voice. Does his shit. Doesn't ask anybody about it. He is on his own path, like nobody I've ever seen. He's almost out of his mind a little bit
1: sometimes. Well, you have to he, be. And he told me during his heyday when he did the Rodney Dangerfield special, coming off that special, he had a feeling that he hit a nerve with the country and he felt like a, you know, you, like I said, you feel it, you feel the momentum. And he told his agents, book me in the arenas. And they they're, they're never heard of anything like that. He goes, believe me. I feel it book me in the arenas and I mean you got to give him Huge so much credit. credit the guy had the confidence and the no no like the wherewithal to you know predict what he could do and he was selling out 17,000 seats a night he's one of the first guys I think you know other than Eddie Murphy which I don't really remember do you remember Eddie Murphy I remember Eddie Murphy on SNL, and I remember Delirious and Raw. I don't remember, like, touring. Were you? I do, I do, because I I, I was. I wasn't piped into that scene. I just was such a fan of Eddie Murphy that I made
0: my older cousins take me when I was underage. Oh, you went. I saw Eddie Murphy at the Fox Theater in Detroit. You did? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I saw him. I was like. like, Delirious? uh, I saw him on the Delirious tour, the red jumpsuit. So he wore that
1: at every show?
0: Yeah, he wore the red jumpsuit and came out and crushed it. And I remember I hadn't laughed like that, like, basically in my young 12 years of life.
1: But, yeah, I remember that. So do you think Eddie Murphy made comedy cool? You
0: mean for the rest of life? Like, did he transition it the way Jordan transitioned basketball? Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's definitely the coolest. He was the coolest dude I saw. But but if you look at the old Pryor shit and like his specials, to me he was
1: making it cool. He was the coolest. I'm not talking so much about the material. I'm talking look, about sexy cool. The look. It looked al- yeah, cool It was shit. almost like uh like an R&B singer. Yeah. The way he looked, but he was making people laugh.
0: Yes, Eddie Murphy made comedy cool and made it like I mean, when he said, when he said on his special that that he couldn't, he wanted to take Brooke Shields to the Oscars or whatever it was. He's like, because Brooke would have got fucked. Like that was like a game changer. It was like no comedian ever like stepped into the Hollywood world and said that. So yes, Eddie Murphy absolutely, but Dice is somewhat of an odd genius as crazy as you might think he is or as like socially making you fucking check the carpeting after the show there's something going on there because his gut instinct was so dead on that he knew that he could sell arenas to say that had to sound fucking crazy and i had a chance to kind of work with dice because he did entourage he did the movie yeah so when Doug Allen hired him for the movie, and Doug's like a huge dice fan, loves right. dice, but Dice would say shit to me that sounded bizarre. He would be like, "I'm just trying to help Doug out here. What he really should do is give me a three scene arc where me and Johnny drama." And he's like, he's basically rewriting Doug's entire script. Oh yeah, no, he's notorious for that. He just he, he just takes over. He was ready to literally rewrite the, and I said, and he's like, go to your boy. He tells me, go to my boy. I can't go to my boy. I can't go to, Doug's my boy. We just have lunch together. I can't go to Doug and go, you got to write in Dice fucking three more times. Yeah. But you know what? There's something, maybe there is, you know, something to like being a little off center. You have to be. You're off center. We're
1: all off center. Am I off center, do you think? Yeah, you have to be. I mean, to do what we're doing, yeah, you have to have one screw loose in your head. I've, yeah, you might think you're normal, but uh, come on. I mean, listen, I, I, I think me and you are the t- one of the two most normal guys in the business. You'd have to say that. I mean, absolute, you're socially
0: normal, so good normal. family, yeah, respect the family, respect, value,
1: totally, work ethic, hundred yeah. percent. I think we are two basically normal dudes, but then in you, this. you look at the you look at the situation now a Wednesday night, right in a car at eleven oh two, with microphones and a headphone a headset on. You, this is, this ain't normal. <laughs> yeah, it's not normal. Not normal. And
0: in fifty one minutes, I'm gonna be in a nightclub. Yeah,
1: you're gonna be at. I'm Wicked, gonna be wherever, where are you going,
0: <laughs> Warwick. let Warwick. I'm gonna be at Warwick with Leo and 17 models brought in by a promoter while sipping tequila out of my own flask. Oh yeah. And you'll be, <laughs> and home, be at home in a robe
1: watching billions. You'll be watching
0: <laughs> bi- <laughs> You'll be watching billions. We could not be on different paths oh, totally. while coming out of the totally. same comedy store. Now, I got a question for you. So, this is a really great time for you, Sebastian. It really is. I mean, you've gotten to this point, bro, and you are fucking you're selling out theaters around the country at a steady rate. This isn't like, let's see if we could get this other theater. No, no, no. You're going to do six shows or seven at the Beacon. You've already added another show in Royal Oak. It's The shit is real right now for you, man. And as we're speaking, you never know what's going to happen, but as we speak, mm-hmm. NBC has said, yeah, we're going to shoot a pilot yeah. for your sitcom. Now, is this sitcom... And you're working with Greg Garcia, correct? Who's yes. a great he did uh, My Name is Earl. Yeah. And Ethan Suplee, who's actually in my movie, was played the heavy set dude in My Name is Earl. He knows Greg Garcia. Guy's a oh, genius. Okay. So question is, do you feel like like this is the moment where your voice is clear, where you know what this show could be? and you are just you're you're in a good you're in a good zone to to get your clear point of view
1: across in a sitcom format Mm, yes i do feel that we're at that point i feel that greg garcia has given me the opportunity to make this show mine and it's not like he's got his hands in it a lot he's there we talked today he's like listen i'm here to facilitate how you want this show to look and feel, he's not getting his. Yeah, he reads the script. He might have a you know a joke and rewrite here and there, but he's not like rewriting the point of view or the voice. He's rewriting maybe a couple things. And I got a great writer in Austin Earl who really gets my uh, my voice. point of view and voice, so I'm not worried about it losing its. It's uh, it's authenticity at all. Uh, my worry is it's brand new, brand new stuff for me. I you know going on a set. Yeah. Uh, live studio audience. Yeah, You're I doing perform- live. Yeah, I performed in front of audiences before, but this is with now actors and other people. And you know, you make a, an audience laugh. You got to wait for them to. You know, I mean, you just it's it's a whole different animal. And anytime you do something. And I even asked you this when you started doing the movies and directing for the first time. I go, how are you doing this? Like, yeah. I go, do you know, you know, like what but, you're do- what you're doing? Yeah, do you know what you're doing? But I think after maybe the first or second day, after you got over, come on, not ner- you had to be nervous going. I was there. terrified. Okay, so there's a there's a feeling of. I have an anxiety going into this because I've never done anything like this before, so you got you you have to be, you have to have some fear, which is going to help you. Yeah, it's going to help you. If you weren't, yeah, if you weren't scared, you
0: wouldn't be. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be normal. And do not let it cripple you or cripple your boy. None of that. But. Are you doing? Are you taking like
1: acting classes? Like I have, take, have I have taken acting classes in the past, and I'm very confident. I mean, listen, it's me. Exactly. I'm not turning into Dustin. I'm not doing Rain Man here. <laughs> no. This is this is me. And I
0: was gonna say, don't do. I was gonna vote against acting classes for you, only because you're playing you, and I would just suggest be the you. Just keep being you,
1: for real. Totally. But what I tell you, I tell you what the acting classes do, and I don't really take a lot of direction from really the teacher or whatnot. It's just putting you in an environment with another actor and and getting comfortable reading lines with a with an actor. That's basically what an acting class is for me. Are you the best
0: exercise? And I talked about this oddly enough, I talked about it with Connolly because when I had I never had a sitcom produced. Never got a pilot greenlit ever. But I had a couple deals where I thought it was going to go down. So I took a couple acting classes. I would say the one thing for you that you only need to do is that repetition exercise shit, because it just gets you into listening and reacting, listening and reacting. But you don't
1: need to go into full acting. Look at Stella Adler and taking classes. No, no. My of that. thing is, learn the lines. That's it. Learn the lines. As long as you have the lines, you're gold. Because 100%. once you start searching for the line, you take yourself out of it. You have a memorized cold, you could do you could do anything. Doesn't matter what the fuck they throw in front of you, you could do anything. So I'm not worried about that. It's just there's a lot of moving parts going on right now. Oh, you're dealing I mean, listen, man, there's a huge company
0: behind you. Yeah. <laughs> And you don't need this on your shoulders. Like, you don't need to think about every moving part. But the truth is, you potentially could be employing 90 people. Yeah. Like, there's 90 people it takes on a set to make a fucking TV show yeah. work. You're going to be feeding families yeah. if this goes well.
1: You know? That's that's, that's pressure.
0: Yeah, but, but all you got to do is what you've always been doing, and that is just do great work yeah. and you're good. And when you did did austin earl write the initial script and then you went in did you get to go in and like you know and and rewrite your tone and your parts
1: yeah no it was such a collaborative uh writing experience for me he would we 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 wrote it together i mean he he went off and wrote it but i mean the ideas and and everything they're basic it's my act it's uh it's my act. Yeah, it, the the this the episode that we are doing is centers around the fact that uh, me and my father want to murder the possum in the backyard, and my wife wants to call. It. So that's it's that's genius. That's a, that's the gist of the the episode. It comes right out of my act. So all all of it is is my voice, and it's got me all over it. Uh, I'm I, listen. I'm not worried about that. My concerns is the externals. I mean. I got Lana right now doing a, uh, a board at home for what the set is going to look like. Our house, the hotel, because in the show, I'm a, the general manager of a high-end hotel. So yeah, we're making a board of what the stuff's going to look like. She's basically your art director right now. She, <laughs> God bless her, is... Set like, design. Yeah, like, like my little secret weapon. Good. One. Yeah. So it's it's not only uh collaborating with the the creative team that we're paired up with the Garcias and the Austin Earls of the world. I got my wife at home. <laughs> her By the art, way her, 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 we're putting her art into the uh into the the art our, our house on yeah. the set. So yeah, we're promoting her art.
0: It's a whole thing, man. Yo, Lana's gonna blow up as an artist from your show.
1: Absolutely, this is all. uh, It's all good. We're gonna have a yeah. Have fun. You gotta just
0: just have fun doing it. And it's so funny because, I mean, look, I'm single as shit. I'm single, Mike. Mike, Single, Mike. And I'm good, single. Like I, I, know, I work in the world. We've talked about, but I'm saying you are somebody who is great, not single. Like no, I mean, this is I perfect don't. for you. I don't need that. You know what I mean? This is good I for you. A, I don't need Warwick. No, thing. you don't. Your body doesn't operate <laughs> properly. You don't. You're not good with Warwick type of shit. This is my thing, and I, I love to see Lana have. And she's got your back, and I, I can see her literally her being your set designer. Totally.
1: Totally. She's so involved.
0: Are you, so when they say, hey, you got any ideas for casting and you mm-hmm. had, had mentioned it, we could, we could talk about it because, you know, if he's in or he's out, would, you started thinking about, like, who could play your dad. Yeah, and, I don't
1: I don't want to, I'm not going to give you the name. I'm yeah, gonna, we don't on have
0: to go into, we, we don't have to go into names, but you don't know that many actors. I don't. Like,
1: I mean, listen, I'm three movies in, I can name seven actors. It's not my world. I, I I'm not a type of guy to go to a movie and go, Oh, if he was really good I'll look him up but you know, like I, I'm watching billions right now. Yeah. Right? It's I Damian know Lewis. Yeah, I know him, I know Giamatti. After that, forget <laughs> it. I <laughs> yeah. fall off. But then, you know, when people start saying, Oh, you know the the girl who played in whatever community or happy endings or whatever it is. I'll have to go look, and I go, I I recognize her. But, again, this is another muscle that I'm exercising that, you know, I just You're producing muscle. Yeah, I don't have a a lot of experience. So, yeah, I'll offer suggestions of who I want to play. My wife, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, my father, and there's a friend character. But then then the friend character is like... uh, You know, there's like a diversity thing where you populate the thing with, uh, you know, a black guy, an Asian Asian. guy, a Mexican guy. So, you know, there's, there's, again, there's... Right, so basically Bobby Lee and Tony Rock will be your two (laughs) best friends.
0: It's unbelievable. Yeah. Is it, but when you say there's a diversity, what did they NBC's like? Listen, we got to fulfill our. It's not, not a man.
1: I don't think it's a mandate, but I just think it's something that, and you see it on all shows, of course. Where and and I think Seinfeld got in hot water because he yeah, had no he, black friends. Yeah, he notoriously said they're like, why don't you have any black or Asian? Or what? And he's like, I I <laughs> didn't hang out with. Just they, they weren't part of my crew. I, I didn't hang out with them, so I don't really have a, a connection to that. Um, And by the way,
0: let that be the lesson for you. Don't force anything. Just do what's natural to you.
1: Totally. I mean, I I grew up with Greek guys. Yeah. Uh, Can can I throw a Greek guy in there? Is that diversity? I mean, I don't know. I mean. (laughs) Who's diverse these days? Yeah, I don't know. Who is diverse? Ahmed. Ahmed's diverse. He's very diverse.
0: He's the first Arab kid you ever met in your life. (laughs) He's the only Arab friend This is Mike Young, stories that need to be told. My guest, Sebastian Maniscalco, good friend of 16, 17 years, finally killing it in the game, and we always knew he would from the moment he was passing out flyers in <laughs> his headshot while fucking waiting on Suge Knight at the Four Seasons oh, Hotel man. and just holding it all together. God. Uh, thank you for coming on, brother. No, thanks for having me in your car. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it's my boy, and you're going to see much more of him. Peace. Take me back when I was a kid Never had to worry about what I did